And I think you better recognize. It's all about the two spectrums of light. And religion is of the spectrum of light of Lucifer. It's true. Natural light, starlight. All paganism, all sorcery is from the Sumerians, the Egyptians, the warlocks, the Druids of Ireland, you know, the Jesuit warlocks of the Vatican, the Freemason warlocks of America. It's all about light, keepers of the light. Sorcery is all about starlight. Lucifer is their father. The dragon's tail that swept one-third of the stars. And I'm not even mad at you. I'm just telling you the truth. Don't shoot the messenger, you know? <laughs> I'm totally in love with the nations like never before in the glory of Jesus Christ because the glory light is your freedom. The starlight is your slavery. And the great deception of the nations is practicing New Testament Bible Christianity, practicing sin and pretending it's Christianity, practicing starlight and, protect, and pretending it's Christianity, practicing Lucifer's tail as the false prophet or the brain and pretending it's the new covenant and it's absolutely an abomination. Here's what God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ say to you. The beast is the belly of man. The brain is the false prophet of man. And the red dragon is the air around that man. So the only issue you've ever dealt with is your belly, your brain, and your air. That's called the fallen nature of man. All mankind is fallen, which is all mankind is born of flesh. That which is born of flesh must be born of spirit. You've been born of starlight, wonderful, you know, royal bloodlines, you know, you're, that's awesome, Rothschild, you know, Jewish, you know, royalty, Russian royalty, English royalty, whatever. It's all just natural. It all needs to be born of spirit. Truth anyhow. So all of the natural bloodlines in the world, which are called in scripture nations, are coming into Jesus Christ's bloodlines, which is the blood of the Lamb and the healing of the world. Because it says in Revelation, kings will bring their wealth into Jerusalem. What that means is they'll bring their genealogies, they'll bring their bloodlines, even royalty, even like English royalty, Chinese royalty. I mean, every nation has a history of royalty, and if you boil them all back, it's only 70 nations. Like the 70 steps of Pharaoh with Joseph. You understand that? Joseph had to learn the 70 languages and walk the 70 steps to become second in charge of the world. This is all the nations in the world. This is all the bloodlines of Adam's race that we're dealing with here in the Gospel. That's why it's written, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Which means, go and take their DNA and straighten it with the glory light. Straighten it. Make straight the way of the Lord. Because the DNA is like serpent DNA, all crooked and wormy, which is your nations, which is your DNA, which is your bloodlines. And that's why, you know, because your dad was an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. Your mom was a pervert, you're a pervert. And all of these generational curses are passed down in human DNA, which is your heart, your blood. 
your bloodlines, your family tree. So it has to be washed right through your heart in the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty. And by the wrath, it only deals with death inside the human heart, inside the DNA. So the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty that is being released right now is only removing death from DNA. And it's the DNA inside human flesh, and it's the DNA inside animal flesh which is wonderful. That's why it's written in Romans chapter 1, all creation rejoices at the manifestation of God's sons. No, it's Romans 12. All creation rejoices in the manifestation of God's sons are the ones that fully drink the cup of the new covenant in His blood and get healed in their DNA, get transfigured by the renewing of their mind in their brains. The full weight of the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ be upon every cell of human and animal flesh worldwide for the forgiveness of all death because there's so much death in all our nations. Every nation, tribe, and tongue shall rally around the throne of Jesus Christ in heavenly Jerusalem. It is written, Revelation chapter 7. Who are these? The Apostle John asked the angel, Who are these? These are those who come out of the great tribulation, who've made their clothes white in the blood of the Lamb, because their nations have been forgiven. White means glorified. They traded their starlight. They traded their sorceries. We've traded our witchcrafts. We've traded our murders. We've traded our adulteries. We've traded all of our magic arts, like the scrolls that were burned in the book of Acts, Hundreds of millions of dollars of scrolls of magic burned in the fire because they traded their magic arts for the glory of Jesus Christ gladly because I want to live and not die. <laughs> I want to celebrate the feast of the fattened calf because God has only always threatened you with a good time. He's misunderstood because of the religious who make him look like a mean taskmaster, but he's nothing like that at all. There's not one drop of religion in your Father in Heaven. That's the false father, Cherubim Lucifer. And that's what he is, fallen Cherubim. The Cherubim that covered, Ezekiel 28. And his tail took one-third of the stars, one-third of the angels of Heaven. Gone. Poof. And so this whole universe has been in darkness since the fall of Cherubim Lucifer. And guess what? We were born right into the middle of this mess. And that explains every horror and horrible thing that has ever happened to you or your parents or your grandparents all the way back to Adam and Eve because Adam is the first man of all of our nations. Mesopotamia and Sumeria and China and all these ancient scrolls you can study it out. I did five years in Bible college. They all have history of the first man the first man, and his name was Adam. And they say he was a red man. <laughs> Isn't that wild? The first man was a red man. Because before that, he was totally glorified. He was fresh to having congealed light as blood. <laughs> he was fresh to having blood like this. Before that, his blood was the river of life. He was like the angels. And he gave up all that angelic glory of God the Father because he went after his woman. Eve, who ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or valued the things of the brain more highly than the things of the spirit. Adam knew it was wrong. Eve did not. It is written in Scripture. 
and Adam just went right into it with her. And so we've had 6,000 years of hell on earth, truly, under the fallen angels, every nation, tribe, and tongue. And we've been suffering tremendously. You know, you look at Cambodia and Pol Pot and the killing fields. You look at Adolf Hitler in Germany against the Jews and just ethnic cleansing, what we've done in America against the Native Americans, the 100 million murdered. Every nation has so many skeletons in their closet that need forgiveness. Most of them are still not even talked about publicly because of shame. Shame. I mean, Italians and Mussolini. I mean, where are, I mean, look at the Spaniards and the conquistadores of what they did to Mexico and the Native Americans. Probably the most horrendous of all of what the Spaniards did. That's why Satan, more than anything, identifies with Spain as a Spanish prince. Because when he raped and pillaged and murdered Mexico and took all their gold to this day, I go down to Mexico all the time. We own property in La Cruz, Sinaloa. It is, you can feel it in the air. You can feel the murder and the hate. I mean, they murdered so many people. They enslaved so many people. They stole everything. They stole everything that you could steal. Just like mass slaughter so you could steal. But you know what? What nation didn't? You know? What nation didn't? Are we any better as English and Irish and German? I mean, every nation is so stinking dirty from the sins we've committed. I mean, I don't even blame Jesuits. My grandpa was an Irish Catholic Jesuit. You know, I don't blame Freemasons. I grew up with them my whole life. You know, and I was tempted to join him myself. God just didn't allow me to do anything except him because he kidnapped me. Literally. I'm sure I would have done every sin of my grandparents and my uncles and aunts. I'm sure I would have gone the way of the devil even worse than that I've seen demonstrated in my family. But God just kidnapped me at a young age and just said, uh-uh, we're done with this nonsense. We're done playing in the sand. We're done sinning. I would have sinned my whole life, I'm sure of it, if God did not intervene, you know? And it's just the mercy of God that He kidnaps us against our will and takes us into places we don't want to go. Like it says in John, when you were younger, Peter, you went and did whatever you, you wanted to do. But when you're older, someone stronger than you will bind you and take you places you don't want to go. So now that we're older in Christianity, 2,000 years into this thing, the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're kind of getting bound and taken into places we don't want to go because we're also religious and we love the comforts of understanding what's going to take place in our schedules on Sunday mornings and where the kids go and how to organize everything because we want to be in control because our brains don't trust Jesus and we just need to have it all figured out. And everyone's like, that's just the sin nature. And it's just everywhere. It's like 7.2 billion people in the world that need to be forgiven and washed in the blood of Jesus. Me included. We're all in this together. Every nation, tribe, and tongue. Coming to Jesus Christ in total desperation <laughs> and some realize it because they're awakening and it's like holy cow I need to drink his blood I need to feast upon his flesh of his living word he is the word he is the wine and he is the waters of this table of the Lord that we feast upon every day all day long keeping the feast because we're real Christians 
We're not beat yourself up fake hypocrites. I mean, what is that? That's paganism. That's not even part of the Jewish stuff. You know, at least be Jewish if you're going to be religious. At least you'll be able to celebrate a high holiday every weekend and gorge and have fun. You know, but this paganism stuff, this druid stuff, this stuff that you see in Christianity is so demonic that it, there's not even fun in it. It's just pure Egyptian hell. Pure Egyptian slavery. I mean, there's... The religious demons have so sucked the life out of Christianity that it has become utter slavery to most American Christians in 2017. They are not enjoying it. It is not fun. In fact, they have to go into the world to have fun and smoke stogies and drink cognac and play poker and go to Canterbury Downs and and buy prostitutes and jerk off to pornography because there's no satisfaction in their false Christianity. And they have to do everything worldly because the heavenly realm has been blocked to them by their understanding of Christianity, which is so darkened and is so pagan and so demonic. Because the true revelation in this time is Satan is religion. The great red dragon is the religious person that's been beating all of you up. You haven't been dealing with an imp spirit. You know, you haven't been dealing with just a small little temptation. When you deal with religion, you deal with the fallen cherubim Lucifer himself. The cherubim Lucifer is religion, all religions in the whole world, all of them combined. Anything to control, restrict, condemn, beat yourself up, anything to enslave you. See, that's what cherubim Lucifer is like. Anything to enslave the nations, and he doesn't even care what it is. If you won't be religious, he'll get you on heroin, he'll get you on cocaine, he'll get you on alcohol, he'll get you on pornography, he'll get you on sports. Anything that he can enslave you in so that you don't grow spiritually. That's Cherubim Lucifer, the massive slave driver of the nations. As it's written in Revelation, by his potent sorcery, he deceived the nations and they traded upon human souls. You know the verse? They traded upon human souls. That's what the devils do. That's what the sorcerers do. That's what the nations do. That's what the marketing and the advertisements on TV, you see the manipulation. They trade on human souls. They don't care about you. There's no love in it. It's all about serving the golden calf. All religions, all rebellions, all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, its entire root system is the roots of all evil, the love of money, the golden calf. That's what blocked everyone in Israel from coming up the mountain. Do you realize in the Exodus, every single man, woman, and child was invited up the mountain and they refused? And what blocked them from going up the mountain? Serving gold instead of God. 100%. Only Moses was holy enough and in love with God enough and knew that God was good. The rest of them were scared of God. Like, he's going to take all my fun away. I'm not going to be able to play tennis anymore. I'm not going to be able to have fun with my friends. I tell you the truth, they tempted me with that. The demons did when I was in Teen Challenge. They're going to take away my personality. I'm not going to have... And then I thought to myself, that's a lying demon. I came in here a brain-dead zombie. I'm giving it all up. Those were my early temptations the first few months of a Christian in Teen Challenge in the year 2000. 
the demons came and tempted me with all the same stuff everyone's tempted every day with. And it's just because I was so broken at age 18 and went through so much deliverance and came out of so much hell, it's like, I'm not compromising. I do not want anything except Jesus, that glory that I'm experiencing, that lightning energy, that resurrection power that raised me from the dead and drove out all those demons out of me and took out all that death and darkness in me so I could see in color again because I couldn't even see in color before I got raised from the dead in October of 1999. You know, I'm not going back into any kind of bondage. And you know, that's what Satan only can offer you is bondage. It has the appearance of good, you know, it's religion, it's got the whole New Testament memorized, but what's the fruit of that religious reptile spirit of Egyptian hell? What's the fruit of slavery? What's the fruit of religion? Egyptian hell. It's always slavery. They always enslave you and then next thing you know you're serving the golden calf by default. The pyramid under one dollar bill by default. So all Satan can do in this world is turn you into slaves and, and if you can't turn you into slaves, guess what? We drown them in the living waters and in the blood of the Lamb and in the Word of God. See, that's the thing too. You can understand all of the kingdom of the great red dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, which is the stomach and the brain and the air of man. But that doesn't mean you have the solutions. You've got to be on the mountain like Moses, burning in holiness, knowing Jesus Christ face to face on the inside of your temples of the Holy Spirit. So I know everything wrong in the world, but now I also know the solution of everything right in the world, which is Mount Zion, city of innumerable angels, the bread and wine of Jesus Christ, the priesthood of Melchizedek. And then you just drown the nations with the word, the wines, and the waters. And it is really that simple. So every day we're feasting on the word. Every day we're in the Bible. We've got audio Bible 24-7, 365. We've had it playing for 11 years. Since I got out of North Central, I've had the audio Bible playing in my house or around me continuously. So it's been 11 years every single day. I go to sleep with it, the audio Bible playing in my ear every night for 11 years. <laughs> so just constantly feasting, constantly feeding our spirit on the bread of heaven, which is the word of God. And then you have the wine, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. The cup of the new covenant in my blood, drink it whenever you remember Jesus. So you want to remember Jesus a lot, so you want to drink a lot. You know, Some people don't remember Jesus and so they don't drink very much because they're remembering uh, their bills and they're remembering, you know, I got an appointment for a doctor, I got a million other excuses in this world, Babylon the Great. But the Bible says, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. So you really need to remember him constantly. <laughs> That's what this anchor is about. Constantly remembering Jesus, so I'm constantly drinking. Just as a reminder, I put it on my face and just destroyed my life with the cup of the new covenant because I don't care about anything else except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It's the answer for the whole world. It's the answer for every nation. Nothing in this world matters except that. This is the healing of civilization by the word, the wine, and the water. And the blood of Jesus must be drunk. And the blood of Jesus must be drunk. Well, people are like confused. That's like, is that metaphorical? Is that an analogy? Or is that literal? Well, it's spiritually literal. Okay? We're not talking about cannibalism. We're not vampires. You know, we're talking about the cup of the new covenant. No one's drinking 
the blood of human beings around here. That's sorcery. That's paganism. We're drinking, and I'm drinking LaCroix, and I want to check LaCroix, okay, for that free advertisement. Red Letter Ministries, P.O. Box 188188, Holy Spirit. LaCroix is actually means the cross. Do you know? <laughs> In Spanish, LaCroix. Glory to God. Oh, so we're drinking the cross. We're drinking the blood of the Lamb. We're drinking His sacrifice. And our cups overflow with the blood of the Lamb for the forgiveness of everyone's brain cells full of death. Don't you realize the full weight of His blood sacrifice is upon you? That's the weight of forgiveness. That's the weight of God's love. This is the greatest mystery now being unraveled and made plain for everyone. The wine press of the wrath of the Almighty. The wines of Jesus Christ. And there are many wines. They're all in the same cup. There are many waters. And they're all in the same cup because when the spear was thrust in his side, out poured the separated blood, showing that he was dead. So it's all in the cup of the new covenant, the cup of his blood that you're drinking. And as you drink it, what it does is it cleanses your cells by faith because the Holy Spirit honors the, the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost honors Jesus as it's written in John. The Holy Spirit leads you to Jesus. He will honor me because I've been sent of the Father. Jesus Christ, red letters, right? Okay. So the Holy Spirit is what you're partaking of that is actually the manifestation of the sacrifice of the Lamb. So the blood and the water and the oil and the Word are all in the living God who's present, Yahweh Shammah, the Holy Ghost. Also known in Revelation as the seven spirits of God, the Messiah's anointing. So you have the Messiah's anointing, so everyone's without excuse. I mean, it's like you don't need to have a special touch from Benny Hinn to get this thing. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't need to, you know, sacrifice your firstborn son on the altar to Jesus Christ at your local church to get this thing. Everyone born again gets it for free as a gift. And so the Father just simply asks every single person, what did you do with the sacrifice of my son? Bob Jones says, did you learn to love? But I say, what did you do with the sacrifice of my son? Did you trample it underfoot by your own self-efforts practicing sorcery called magic arts and religion? Did you, you know, did you neglect his sacrifice? Did you push it off to the side because you wanted to be something in your own flesh? And you denied his flesh, the glory of his sacrifice? That's what religion always does. It tramples the sacrifice of Jesus underfoot. It's an abomination that causes a hundred thousand denominations. Fact. Not fiction. <laughs> so, when the Father asks you, what did you do with the sacrifice of my son? Make sure you told him, I feasted. Father, I kept the feast, which is true Christianity. I ate his flesh, his word, I drank his blood, his wine, and I'm forgiven, and all my heart made straight the way of the Lord right through my DNA. There's no serpents in me. There's no serpents in my garden, in the garden of my heart. I'm made straight by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of my testimony, and loving not my life even unto death. And I feast upon His flesh, His word, and I feast upon His blood, His wine, every single day, Father. And He'll say to you, Well done, good and faithful servant. Right, Penny? 
Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. Just, you gotta check with these people around him because they'd be going to sleep and manifesting some reptile stuff from Egypt. And I'll be in the middle of my words and I can feel this spear of the demon come right through my face as I'm talking. And I'll be start stuttering like Moses. And it's like, do I really have to cut through a jungle of Vietnam to preach at you today because you're so demon-possessed, people? Yes, I do. And I love you anyhow, and we will drown you in the blood of the Lamb. We will drown you in the wine of the Lamb. We will drown you in the living waters of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, every nation, tribe, and tongue. Regardless of your history, regardless of your past, it's irrelevant to the living God. He just simply loves you and desires to possess you with all of His love and joy and peace and prosperity now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Check us out online, everything free, schools, music, redlettermen.com, and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>